Hey, it's Adam. I'm here with Rico Daily co-host Ronnie. Hey, everyone. Uh, my voice is kind of gone today, as you might be able to hear, but I would never miss the last episode of the show, nor talking about my favorite topic. It definitely wouldn't feel right without you. But yes, for one final time, this, this is, is Rico, Rico Daily. Daily. Take a look around. Unless you're commuting or perhaps communing with nature, there's a very good chance that you're listening to this podcast from a building somewhere. That building is giving you shelter from the elements and hopefully helping you stay cool all summer long. But I'm sorry to say it's a big part of the climate change problem, too. Right. 40% of the total energy used by the United States is used to power our houses, buildings, offices, stores. And more than half of that is just to cool them down or heat them up. So if we want to be serious about stopping climate change, we need to start cutting back on the energy that buildings consume. Owners and landlords kind of focus on things that are easy to swap in and out or things that are easy to install. So they might install solar panels or swap out appliances for more energy efficient versions. Or, you know, they could install a heat pump or LED light bulbs instead of incandescent light bulbs. That's Neil Dinesha, Science and Recode Fellow. There are more ambitious ideas that are out there in the world. I've written about the potential for using electric vehicles as batteries for your homes, as like home battery backups, which could be huge in terms of making sure your home's running in blackouts, which are more and more common as climate change makes weather worse. All those ideas sound great, but Neil's been looking into an even better solution. It's in our walls. Owens Corning built this glass house so you can see all the places insulation can save money. New home or old? It's the insulation. I know the idea may not be very glamorous, although I get really excited about it. It's just insulation. Frank, don't you think insulation is sexy stuff? Uh, here's, what, here's what's sexy about it. Saving money. Our homes and buildings are extremely inefficient. Air just keeps on leaking out. And if we just did a better job, of keeping it inside, we would use less energy and also just be more comfortable in our day-to-day -day lives. You know, like if you walk into a building and you're like, oh, this is comfy, or like it feels a lot nicer than where you just came in from, you might not think about this firsthand, although now after writing this piece, I definitely am. But you're feeling the effects of insulation and the ability to keep the outside out. Wow. So the answer to our climate problems has been hiding in the walls this whole time? Yeah, essentially. I mean, the Natural Resources Defense Council, or the NRDC, found that it could be the largest single way to reduce greenhouse gas emissions in the United States. The study found that if you add more insulation to every single family home in the United States, it could reduce the carbon emissions from power plants by about 5% every year, which is the equivalent of taking 15.6 million gas cars off of the road, which would make a, a pretty big difference. Okay, so uh, this is secretly one of my favorite topics. My partner and I actually designed and built our house from scratch. And one of the big important things for us was to have really, really good insulation. Uh, we spray foamed the whole thing. It was very expensive, but now our heating is very, very cheap. But for everyone else out there, you know, who might have not had such a hands-on experience with uh, insulation, could you give us a quick introduction yeah, so the basic idea of insulation, essentially it keeps the outside out and the inside in. It tends to be this sort of 
you know, fluffy sheets, or it could be sprayed into spaces where it, where it becomes hard. And it, it tends to be colorful, pink or yellow or white or green. And it's made from things like cellulose or fiberglass or wool. And nowadays, there's actually something called low-embodied carbon insulation, which is insulation that's made with as small a carbon footprint as possible, which also comes in similar forms like sheets. And you can find it all over buildings. It's soft into walls, between floor joints, it goes into your attic or in crawl spaces below your home. It can go in gaps around windows or wrapped around air ducts and water pipes. It's basically anywhere that heat or cold could escape or get in from is where you'd usually find insulation. If you notice, I am wearing a sweater Uh and it is... 80 degrees outside. Very, very nice fake air conditioning we have. Did you have to turn on your air conditioning today? No, we don't have air conditioning. Oh my God, that's huge. Yeah, well, we have insulation under our cement floor. Uh, We have very strong insulation all the way around. So when we keep all the windows closed on a hot summer day, it stays very cool inside. You must have really good windows then too. Double pane. There it is, exactly. It's exactly. It's a form of insulation in itself. You know, I just talked about this fluffy stuff and the stuff that goes in the walls. But yeah, the panes of glass that like keep your house separated from the outside world that you can see through are also a form of insulation. Where I was most surprised is that we had to put it under our floor. Before we even poured the slab, there's a giant piece of foam insulation to keep the heat from just going down under the house and into the ground. Oh, wow. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. Also, like, I guess in the winter, it would also prevent the ground from cooling your house too much. Um, Right. And freezing the radiant heating pipes. Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. (laughs) Adam's like, I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) I live in an apartment. (laughs) (laughs) I, I actually live in an extremely energy efficient building. Oh, good. In New York, big buildings have to put grades based on how energy efficient their building is. It's between one and a hundred. Oh. My building is a 99. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. My apartment in Brooklyn was rated D. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even give it a number. It was just D. Yeah. A lot of older buildings in America just have terrible insulation because they were built before insulation codes existed. Some newer buildings are also just really bad. And proper insulation is getting more and more important, right? We're getting more and more extreme weather each year. So it's not just extreme cold, it's extreme heat. Yeah, that's right. I mean, a building that's insulated poorly can have serious consequences beyond just energy and the climate. It can have an impact on people's lives and and survivability. You know, global heat-related deaths on the rise is there's more than 5 million deaths each year attributed to extreme heat or cold. And we, we saw the impacts of poor insulation just last year in Texas when the winter storm hit Texas. We had to actually use a stove to heat the house. I know they said not to do that, but that's the only way we survived. People died in their homes because they were dealing with the blackout. They had no heat and their homes weren't well insulated. The Texas Department of State Health Services released its analysis, putting the death toll at 246, more than the agency previously reported. The health department says the majority of people died from hypothermia, but there are several other causes, including carbon monoxide poisoning, car crashes and fires. Improving insulation can make a building more survivable. It increases this thing called passive survivability, which is essentially how long a building can remain at a temperature comfortable for humans without power. And this can go a long way towards helping us deal with the impact of extreme weather, especially as that extreme weather causes more blackouts and we can't really rely on our air conditioners and heaters to keep us comfortable as much. Okay, so this seems all pretty simple. Why doesn't insulation get more hype when we talk about climate solutions? I think insulation deserves more hype. I agree. 
One of my sources said efficiency is one of those things that people don't talk about a lot. And I mean, it's basically just because it's not sexy. Like when you think about climate solutions, we focus a lot on carbon emissions. And we talk about like, you know, reducing the carbon that we put out into the world. And insulation isn't necessarily about reducing carbon emissions firsthand. You know, installing more insulation won't magically make a coal plant go away. But it will reduce the amount of power that we might use from that coal plant. You know, it's about making better use of the energy, even if it comes from fossil fuels. And I guess that's just not as exciting as, you know, shiny new solar panels or wind power. And I think it should be. I think it's just as important as where our energy comes from is how we use the energy. And, and I think my lumpy green spray foam is beautiful. I think so, too. I haven't even seen it, and I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if most people besides you two don't think that insulation is fun and sexy, Is there like a practical reason why we aren't just insulating the crap out of all our buildings, especially new ones? Yeah, it's a few reasons. One of them comes down to it. Just it's just really hard. Um, You know, people who own an existing building of any kind don't really like the idea of poking a bunch of holes into their walls and, and blowing insulation into it. It's daunting. It's expensive and it's disruptive. And yeah, I mean, realistically, I don't think anyone likes the idea of a giant hole in their wall for a few days or a few weeks. Quite a few people can't really cover the cost of making your building better insulated without government assistance. And that bureaucracy tends to be a slog. You know, there are programs at state and local and federal levels, but dealing with all that is just a a real pain. And and also it's worth thinking about, you know, people who rent are kind of left at the mercy of their landlords. And their landlords don't necessarily have an incentive to make their buildings that they don't necessarily live in better insulated. If they're not feeling the effects of poor insulation every day, there's nothing to make them go, oh, I'm going to make this building better insulated for the sake of my renters and their energy bills. So what about, you know, in my case, new construction, I happen to know that it was a lot more expensive of a choice, but I guess I was looking sort of down the road saying how much I would have to spend on heating and cooling bills. But what are the obstacles there besides cost? Again, it's kind of a lack of incentive. The accepted practice within the building industry is that when you're deciding how much insulation to put in, it's not so much about efficiency as it is when the insulation will pay for itself down the line. And that tends to mean that, you know, you're going to prioritize cheaper, kind of worse insulation because it'll pay for itself faster. And so your upfront costs are defrayed pretty quickly. But that really needs to change. I think that people need to be thinking, okay, like, you know, it's not just the cost of, you know, the construction that you should be taking into account, but also like the long-term cost of this building, long-term cost of getting the energy to keep this building at a comfortable temperature. And if you take that into account, I think, you know, the insulation makes the case for itself. Everything you're saying makes sense to me, Neil, but how do we get everybody else on board? Where do we start? How do we get the insulation hype train rolling and get builders and landlords and homeowners on board? Yeah, that's a good question. For a while, I wasn't sure if that train would really get rolling. But recently, President Biden signed a Defense Production Act authorization that included money for insulation and specifically for insulation in older buildings. And it's going to provide funding to A, manufacture more insulation and B, look into ways to make older buildings more energy efficient. And I think that's a great sign. I think that is going to help get the ball rolling because manufacturers and contractors will be getting this money that is essentially pushing them to try and make this happen. And I think realistically, that's what's going to come down to. I think people are motivated by savings and I think people are motivated by the cost of the energy bills. And we're seeing the brunt of that right now with the gas prices that we're seeing. And I think if that's emphasized more, if people start talking more about how like, hey, our energy costs are going through the roof and here's one way to reduce that, people will be more likely to think about insulation. 
Well, Neil, thank you so much for talking about my favorite subject and a subject that apparently a lot of other people aren't thinking about but should. Thank you for having me. Do you have a favorite kind of insulation? Spray foam is the nicest insulation. It is the most expensive, but it coats everything and no gaps. Spray insulation also sounds like more fun to install. Yeah, agreed. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon. The mix is by Melissa Ponce. Special thanks to Sam Altman, the editor of Recode, and Amber Hall, the deputy editor of Talk Podcasts at Vox. I'm Ronnie Mola. And I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thank you so much for listening.